On this episode, Chris built a deck that can stand on its own for hooves. <laughs> we all know Gruel is cruel, but this commander is the gruelest of the gruel. My name's Taylor. Hi, I'm Chris, and welcome to episode 15. Five. Oh, that's cool. We did like a secret handshake there, but we don't even know. No. It's that secret. <laughs> Still figuring out which is which there. Uh, but this is Commander Role Reversal. We are a channel dedicated to building decks, swapping them, playing them, talking about them on the internet. And that is you, the internet. So please remember to like, subscribe, and share with a friend, because if you don't, I will sell all my magic cards oh that would be real bad we wouldn't get to play anymore except well we proxy all these guys yeah, we might be able to fund a studio <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> big brain plays that one's for you npg finance <laughs> uh we'll be sure to include the lick the deck list um on moxfield in the description below and today we're talking about commanders that win some games and i think taylor you won some games I did win some games, and these are specifically commanders from Double Masters That's that right. were spoiled, so get excited for that, uh, even if your wallet is not. But <laughs> uh, I think I did end up winning with a deck that you built, Chris, which yeah. was Carador? Carador, Ghost Chieftain. Five, a white, black, and a green for a legendary creature, Centaur Spirit. This spell costs one generic mana less to cast for each creature card in your graveyard. And during each of your turns, you may cast a creature spell from your graveyard. Three, it's a three, four. So Carador cares about getting things into the graveyard, creatures specifically. It's a heavy creature deck uh, in Abzan, which is awesome colors, the best color combination for that, um, for that strategy. And I'm going to jump in with some stats here. Um, so being a creature deck, we did include 42 creatures, including Carador in the deck. Uh, there were... Well, I only noted four card advantage spells, but it's really hard to actually sort of define what a card advantage spell is in Carador because our cards that mill a bunch of cards into your graveyard, is that card advantage? I think it depends on your commander. I think it does, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not for mine. <laughs> <laughs> but we did want to get cards into the yard, so we had 23 spells that get cards into the yard. We had 23 spells that get cards out of the graveyard as well. Uh, we did have eight dying payoffs. If cards are, if creatures are going to be dying, we wanted to be able to pay those off. There were eight ways to do that, and then we had eight ways to ramp. And there were a total of drum roll, please, eighteen removal spells. We went a little heavy on the removal. This was Abzan control at its finest. Who hurt you? And, and why did I not draw a single one? Of those? <laughs> there were definitely a few creature ways to do some removal. That's but, fair. Um, but yeah, there was uh, three board wipes um, in total. If um, does. does does Elish Norn count as a board wipe? It should. It should, yeah. I think in a, in a lot of cases it does. But I digress, Taylor. I was trying to build a creature uh, graveyard deck, and how did it stack up for you? Stack up. Uh, it wasn't stacks, so that was a nice change of pace, but it did stack up. Nice. Um, no, I really appreciated that breakdown and, and just jumping into you know the best cards from my play experience with it. Um, 
Karn Silver Golem, who is a five generic legendary artifact creature golem. Whenever Karn Silver Golem blocks or becomes blocked, it gets minus four plus four until end of turn. Pay one, target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness, each equal to its mana value until end of turn. Karn is a four four. I was really impressed that you were able to find a way to make this work. It was a creature heavy deck, so I wasn't really sure what your strat would be with that. So it was... I don't think it's in the deck. Yeah, list, no, it's not in the deck. I'm gonna put it in one of these, <laughs> one of these days, just uh, for that effect. No, 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 it's I, it's not in there. Well, we no. got Karn out of the way, so <laughs> we, we did. It's a, it's a Karn-free episode from this point on. Check the timestamp. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, this deck obviously it scales depending on how stacked your graveyard is. Mm. So right off the bat, I wanted to highlight a few cards that helped put things into the graveyard. So Stitcher Supplier, which is a black for a creature zombie. When Stitcher Supplier enters the battlefield or die or dies, mill three cards. Stitcher Supplier is a one-one. So uh, this, along with other cards that you had like Undead Butler, which is a newer one that was printed from yeah. one of the Return to Return to Innistrad yep. sets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything that gets you three cards into your yard for yeah. just one mana yeah. is a win. And what I really like about this synergy and how it synergizes with your commander is that it enters the battlefield and dies. Yes. So. Yeah. And technically, if it dies, it's also in the graveyard. So it it's is. kind of like seven cards in the graveyard. In oh, okay. Case. Well, that's some big brain math right there. <laughs> one mana and, I don't know, you figure out how to get it dead. Uh, pretty easily. I'm just going to swing at the uh, other player. Yeah. I spoiled it. Blocker. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed that. You had another card that was really excellent at getting creature cards specifically into the graveyard while also getting more creature cards into your hand, Ooh. which I really enjoyed. Of course, we're talking about Fauna Shaman. One in a green for a creature elf shaman with an activated ability of pay green and tap. Discard a creature card. Search your library for a creature card. Reveal it and put it into your hand and then shuffle. Fauna Shaman is a 2-2. We've had the conversation before on multiple episodes. You know, tutors, as divisive as they are, I will always be a fan of them when they play into the Mm. strategy of the commander. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, you get to tutor for whatever the best creature is in that moment, but you're also getting another creature card in the graveyard, which you can just probably cast that turn, right? Yeah, and what are you going to do? Kill the creature? (laughs) Oh, Oh, darn. darn. I'll just recast Fauna Shaman (laughs) for my graveyard. (laughs) Rip. Yeah, Fauna Shaman in this particular deck. I mean, it goes in a lot a lot of the graveyard decks, right? But in this mm-hmm. particular deck, it was really impressive to see you just go off with it. You must have activated it like three times. I don't want to get too deep into the uh, gameplay aspect, but yeah. it was just like, wow, it's just putting the creatures into the graveyard for you to, to use. It's actual card advantage in this case. Yeah, and, I, you know, part of my hesitation playing anything that causes you to discard cards well, is, one, I'm usually not playing a reanimator deck, mm-hmm. and two... Uh, that's just it. If you're not playing a reanimator yeah. deck, you have to make the painful, difficult choice yeah. to get rid of that really powerful creature. Yeah. JK! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it makes sense. Like later in the game, if you draw a mana dork, you can easily pitch that mana dork and grab, you know, whatever creature you want with Fauna Shaman. But in this case, you just, you can do it, yeah, however you want. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. I, I was glad to see that it did last at least three turn cycles. <laughs> Value! <laughs> Sweet. Uh, similar theme, but um, non-creature, because you did actually have some of those cards in there Third. that were also not lands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let you off that easy. Okay. Um, 
Unmarked Grave, which is one in a black for a sorcery. Search your library for a non-legendary card. Put that card into your graveyard and then shuffle. This came in clutch. Mm -hmm. I was able to get a creature that would potentially have won me the game, I think. um, For sure. With this card. I don't know if it's a reprint. I do know it was most recently printed in um, Modern Horizons 2. Yeah, and I think it, I think that was the original printing. I think Unmarked Grave was a new yeah. card. Um, you know, non-legendary seems like a, a downside, but mm-hmm. most of the creatures in your deck are non-legendary. Like, let's be real. Like, and, it's, it seems limiting, but it's it's not. And less of a downside when you're running 42 creatures. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at All least one of those aren't going to be legendary. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I know there's it's it's the debate as old as time. Like, are you running non-creature spells in your creature deck? I think this is a yeah. slot that justifies it. Even though it's sorcery speed, it is low enough mana value yeah. to, you know, be useful, I think. Yeah, one so. or two mana for, for an effect like that's a really, really powerful effect. Yeah. Um, and it either puts a creature card in your graveyard to help you ramp out Carador. Mm-hmm. So is it a ramp spell? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in this in this case, one, at least one of the times that I resolved it, it was to bait you to remove that card from my uh, oh. from my graveyard, so I could actually recast something more, oh, see. you know, more appropriate yeah. for the situation. Sub- but wow. mind games, yeah. yeah, that's what it's all about. So really good include with that. Um, but of course, what do we do once we have all the creatures in the yard? Yeah. Uh, we get them out of the yard. Ooh. Yeah. How do we do that? Uh, with Eternal Witness, obviously, oh, which is one in a green green for a creature. Human Shaman, when Eternal Witness enters the battlefield, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Eternal Witness is a 2-1. This is a green staple, a Mm -hmm. reanimator staple. I'm not surprised that it's in here. I was surprised that I was able to cast the same swords to plowshares. Five times. <laughs> <laughs> and that game keeps coming back. Why? <laughs> How many copies of Swords to Plowshares are in that deck? It's like after the third time, I was like, they've got to know this is coming, right? Like, I'm not going to pick any other card <laughs> other than the one drop exile target creature. Um, yeah, seems good. Yeah. It's so good in this, right? Because you just get Eternal Witness into the graveyard, then you cast it with Carador, and then you get another card back with it when it comes into the battlefield. So good. I, I was a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. understand why it's like a $5 card. Yeah. I don't know if it's a $5 card. I think it is now. I got a reprint recently. Gotcha. Uh, one of the pre-cons, I think, had Eternal Witness, and that, that helped with the price. So, yeah. Good. Now's the time. Wasn't even a reanimator re- re- deck. Just- <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It just yeah. green, green good stuff. Um, so yeah, I really appreciated that. Not only did you have ways to get things into the yard, get them out of the yard. I think twenty three, twenty three. Is what yeah, you it said. was. It turned out yeah. even. I was perfectly yeah. balanced, <laughs> as all things should be. Uh, did we do the clip? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm pre-editing. This is bad. Fifteen <laughs> episodes in, you know, you like go to your head if you're pre-editing. <laughs> um, wrapping up this segment, a couple cards I wanted to highlight: uh, the payoffs. Like, what are we reanimating? Yeah. Um, Cather Commando. This mm. actually was highlighted last episode, yep. but I'm going to highlight it again because right. it's such a good common that was printed yes. in, uh, in Night Hunt. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cather Commando, one in a white for a creature human soldier with flash, not irrelevant. And mm-hmm. then also pay one, sacrifice Cather Commando, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Yeah. Um, I love this card, and I blew up like seventeen things. Oh my gosh, it kept coming back. This commando went hard. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just keeps dying, keeps coming back. Um, Is it better than Reclamation Sage? Hmm, it's the same mana sink. That's an interesting question mm-hmm. because I was going to ask you if it's better than Cost of Caterpillar. Ah, see, yeah, yeah which, it's right in that same. Yeah, realm, isn't which it? is the one drop, but then you have to pay, pay two. two. Doesn't have flash. Doesn't have flash. I guess Cather Commando requires fewer colored pips. 
Yep. If that makes a difference. I think so. Yeah. And it has flash. And it does have flash. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what not real. Except in Carador, um, because Carador is only on your own turn that you can cast spells from the graveyard. So Aww. it is it is a little bit limiting, but literally unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I would think is also literally unplayable is a eight mana value creature yeah <laughs> so it, it's got to do something, do something yeah uh turns out it does oh. uh ashen rider mm. which is four white white black black for eight mana creature archon with flying when ashen rider enters the battlefield or dies exile target permanent it's a five five i'm realizing yeah. now as i'm reading this that it's permanent so if you really want to get degenerate you just start exiling lands yeah rude I, so so rude <laughs> yeah yeah and you can kind of just do this twice a turn right you cast it from your graveyard with carador and mm -hmm. then kill it with whatever and then that's two activations yeah every turn so it it really adds up in this deck. it does yeah. yeah i mean you still need to keep the eight mana open because you're not sure. casting it for free but uh yeah yeah it, it, it did the thing it yeah. really helps with those pesky uh, indestructible things too yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's a five five flyer too right it yeah flies. yeah so it can get... block other really pesky big creatures <laughs> yeah yep blocks or gets in for damage before you start making your opponent sad yeah i mean they were probably already sad because that's Five, yeah, yeah. Five damage. But. Yeah, I think this is when I unmarked graved at one point. Oh, that's the yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Not legendary. <laughs> Not see? legendary. Powerful, though. But it did lead to a legendary game experience. <laughs> Spoilers. Tune in later this episode. Okay. Um, last one, just got a shout out the OG Deathrite Shaman for Golgari Hybrid, Creature Elf Shaman. Uh, it has uh, tap, exile, target land from a graveyard, add one mana of any color. You can pay black and tap, exile target instant or sorcery card from a graveyard. Each opponent loses two life. You can pay green and tap, exile target creature card from a graveyard. You gain two life. It's a one-two. I heard the joke recently that this was the best Planeswalker ever printed. Oh. <laughs> Which, I mean... Because it it's modal? Yeah, modal. Okay. does like a lot of things like that, I guess. But <laughs> One drop. I thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely more useful than a lot of Planeswalkers that I've seen yeah. when it comes down. But... Um, yeah. I and love this card. The utility, the modal aspect, like you said, is really powerful. Really, really good. Yeah. Is it a ramp card? Is it a graveyard hate card? Or is it something else mm. that we might uh, talk about? We're really kind of uh, foreshadowing. We are, yeah. Or but... I can just say that you're narrating your existential crisis and how to tag this in a mock <laughs> <Yeah>. field. <laughs> what category does it go into? <laughs> yeah. It's subjective, but... Yeah. But... you. Know, yeah, it is. Subjective. Yeah, it's subjective. Yeah, it depends <laughs> no. on the deck, depends on the commander, depends on how you play it. Because, Taylor, you played that card not in a way that I would have expected you to play it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. we're leaning into the foreshadowing yeah. again. Going <laughs> sure. back to it. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. But, Chris, that wraps up my um, highlighted cards, uh, even though Karn wasn't in there. I'm yep. still glad we got to shout him out. Yep. But <laughs> Number one highlight. A number one. It Honorable is. mention. Nope. No nope. Mention. Straight highlight. Uh what what did you play? Well, um, Taylor, could you tell me which commander um, I played in the breakdown? And oh, I guess um, I should explain the deck that I built for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> new format. Who dis? Uh, the new format. Another phone bit? No. <laughs> it's been overplayed. No. Uh, I had the distinct privilege and pleasure of building Rurik Thar the Unbowed, which is four red and a green for a legendary creature ogre warrior with vigilance and reach. Um, Rurik Thar the Unbowed attacks each combat if able, and then whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, Rurik Thar deals six damage Oof. to that player. Rurik Thar is a 6-6. Six, six. That's a big old punch. Uh, it is a big old punch. Just don't play uh, yeah. 
you know, non-creature spells. Yeah. More importantly, don't build a, a deck that penalizes that when your friend is building another creature, creature deck. deck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was not planned. That's so funny. No, but yeah. it, it did work out. Um, just breaking down some of the important stats, I think. It was a creature deck, as I uh, alluded to, because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be punching myself in the face, you know, more than I have to. Yeah. But uh, 39 creatures, including the commander, nice. and it... Um, that breakdown includes 16 creatures that provided mana advantage. I'm not necessarily going to label that as ramp because I am including, you know, cards that allowed you to play lands from your library or your graveyard or different zones, mm-hmm. effects like that. Sure. There were four cards that protected the commander that were creatures, seven pingers, um, so kind of extra damage or like a war storm surge type effect on a creature body, um, seven finishers, and then one major land destruction card. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why and, would you do that? Yeah, because I'm a bad person, Chris. <laughs> and there was one card that stalls the game out for hours if your opponent copies it. But <laughs> Wait, are you foreshadowing now? I am oh, foreshadowing, yeah, okay. We're just all about it. Uh, those were the creature, creature stats. Um, uh, also had um, some stacks pieces built in there, uh, six of them, three fling effects, um, one hipster card, as you referred to it. <laughs> so... Um, Really fun, interesting build. I was proud of myself in this one because uh, I've historically had a really tough time building creature decks because I always want to go for the value, mm. like enchantments, sorceries, instance, artifacts. I just yeah. love those card types. Yeah. But, uh, this deck kind of built itself, yeah. <laughs> which I really enjoyed. So the idea was to take advantage of the fact that Rurikthar is punching you in the face repeatedly if your opponents are playing non-creature spells. So I wanted to maximize the damage that was doing every time that ability procced. So I built a lot of um, kind of additional um, damage multipliers in Fiery Emancipation. You had your... um, Torbrin, who's doing an extra two damage um, for all of your red spells that are, or sources that are Turns dealing damage. Turns out Rurikthar's red. He is. Yep. Yeah. Hybrid, or no, multicolored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is really good. Yeah. Um, you know, and then if that wasn't doing it, also I kind of alluded to it, doing a critical mass of the, you know, Warstorm Surge, Impact Tremors, Terror of the Peak effects, um, taking advantage of the high density of creature cards, yeah. getting those onto the field, so, um, and also dealing damage. Um while playing them so and then the insurance policy i would say is i had some lifelink built in there to prevent um you know me from dying or you in this case yeah. when you are playing those kind of uh enchantments that help you uh, get to the win yeah so uh, i hope it delivered on that it definitely did yeah it was the gruelest of gruel decks ever to gruel <laughs> the earth back. and <laughs> Uh, it definitely, yeah, it definitely did the thing I want to talk about. Yeah, it's it's interesting you highlighted some of the cards that I want to talk about. For example, how to stall a board game or a uh, board state or how to not get punched in the face by Rurik Thar with Elder Scale Worm. Four, green, green, green for a creature worm with trample when Elder Scale... When Elder Scale Worm enters the battlefield, if your life total is less than seven, your life total becomes seven. As long as you have seven or more life, damage that would reduce your life total to less than seven reduces it to seven instead, and it's a seven-seven. There are seven instances of seven on this card. Fun, Fun fact. fact. Yep. <laughs> nice. One, two, three, four, five, and then seven, seven, six, seven. Yep. Count them out, folks. This card is awesome. A really, really interesting um, uh, way to prevent yourself from getting <laughs> getting nuked by your own Rurik Thar. Um, yeah, if you cast any non-creature spells while Elder Scale Worm and um, Rurik Thar are on the battlefield, 
it just prevents you from going to less than seven life. You can't yeah. like lose. I guess um, I mean you still can lose if your opponents cast like an exsanguinate, for example, sure. where you lose life mm-hmm. instead of take uh, damage. Um, yeah, I think it because only damage, damage that would reduce your life total less than seven reduces it to seven. So there's still ways to like get around the effect, mm-hmm. but it's it was a really good insurance plan, and in fact, it's the reason why I lost one of the games. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> interestingly. Um, <laughs> But you talked about lifelink, too. That's another way to keep yourself going while we're at And also a way to just gain life when your opponents are losing life. Yes. What a huge life swing. Um, and it's a card that can go in any deck that wants a commander to have lifelink. It's Witch's Clinic. Yes. It's a land. Tap to add colorless or pay two and tap. Target commander gains lifelink until end of turn. I guess you could give your opponents commander lifelink, too, if it's you wanted a, to. It's a political tool it if you need be. it to be. Yeah. Or it's just the, my favorite card in the deck. Yeah, <laughs> it worked really, really cool. So if you proc Rurik Thar's ability, you just you lose six life and then you gain six life, right? So mm-hmm. you, you net zero, you know, zero um, life loss. Um, but if your opponents are getting hit by Rurik Thar doing damage, it's doing damage, so it's lifelinking the life back to you. This was brilliant. <laughs> I did not see this as as any part of the strategy, and not see yes. that coming. It's cool. There's a couple of ways to do it, but we um, subverted I, expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Witch's Clinic was the best one because it's just a land. It's it's one of your colorless lands in the deck. Yeah, just kind of go for a flavor win too. Like if you met Rourke Thar yeah, in the field, <laughs> uh, you probably need to go to some kind of clinic. <laughs> He's send you to the clinic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, well, there was another Trixie card in here that I wanted to highlight, and that card um, is Guardian Augmenter for two and a green, mm-hmm. a creature troll wizard with flash commander creatures you control get plus two plus two and commanders you control have hex proof it's a two two is this card is this card a combat trick is this card a protection spell is it an anthem for your commander it's everything i can't really focus on that question even though it was rhetorical because i'm realizing that it wasn't accidental that troll was a part of the time oh that's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah you gotta you good. gotta troll your opponent's <laughs> Definitely a troll. This one was out of Strixhaven, too. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, Strixhaven had some bangers. I mean, it did. I'm not sure if it was in the set proper or in one of the, um, the I, commander decks. I think it would have been because it refers specifically to commanders. So I think it was. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I said, it's definitely in the commander <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was either in the Quandrix deck or the. Maybe in the Dina deck. Okay. Yeah, the Life Steeper. Oh, or... that would make sense. Yeah. Yep. That would make more sense. Well, either one of those. Yeah. One of the green decks. Pick it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they were real fun. Um, Strixhaven had some bangers. But Guardian and Augmenter, uh, you know, I think that the Hexproof can be relevant because your opponents do want to remove it, even though they have to pay six life mm-hmm. a lot of times to do it, unless they're doing like a creature removal spell, like a Ravenous Chupacabra or, you know, something like that. Who but would do that? Who, yeah, who would put that in a deck? Um any black deck that cares about creatures, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, had a, you had a couple of cool um, non-creature spells in here, too. Mm-hmm. It was not to- all creatures. There mm-hmm. were some non-creatures. One of those was Unnatural Growth. Unnatural Growth is one green, 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 green for an enchantment. <laughs> At the beginning of each combat, double the power and toughness of each creature you control until end of turn. Someone needed to stop Wizards of the Coast from printing that. Yeah, that, this one is pushed. <laughs> I, I love it. I yeah. I get so angry every time I see it in arena. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I love playing. It, so <laughs> I guess I'm part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's wick. It's really fun to play. I mean, it's each creature you control, and I mean the cost. The casting cost is a little bit prohibitive, but in a green deck. I mean, it's like the best color for this type of cost. Um, you sure. know, be- because 
you can just ramp into it, right? I mean, you're just going to get lands or you're going to get something that taps for green. Yeah. Yeah. Would you would you think any less of me if I said it was only in there because it made the uh, fling win con a little oh, bit gosh. more viable? Nice. <laughs> just wait for your combat step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I, I liked it also because you do have to attack with Rorkthar every combat. You do. So doubling the, the toughness and the power. like That was intentional. Yep. That's re- that was really... Yeah, it just keeps him alive, you know? He's not going to get, like triple blocked or maybe he will but he'll have twice as much power yeah, and toughness so you're gonna need you're gonna need a lot of one ones <laughs> to block that guy um there was another uh one with a pretty steep casting cost another enchantment fiery emancipation you mentioned it mm-hmm. uh it's uh an encha- uh, an enchantment for three red 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 so six mana total if a source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player it deals triple that damage to that permanent or player instead you know it you love it it makes work hard to 18 damage every time someone casts Oof. something hope you have witch's clinic out otherwise <laughs> oh, nice. bad things are happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's not just combat it's not um it, it, it's not it, it it's just cares about damage right so yeah. i mean the fact that Rorkthar reads deal six damage what really took me back for it in the brewing process was I was I was still gonna put it in, even thinking this. I thought it only cared about red sources of damage. Oh right, but it's anything. Yeah. So that's just. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Rorkthar. It could be your um, your guardian augmenter that's getting in there for now six damage. Mm. It's, it's low balls. Those are rookie numbers. All right, yeah. Well, it's got flash, so it's got, oh, okay, it's got yeah. something going for it. That's true. You would just need to flash it in at the beginning of combat. For it to... Oh, wait, no, fire... We're talking about fire. Fire emancipation. On, uh, on a natural growth. growth. They're both so good. Oh, my gosh. If you want a couple of non-creatures in your Rurik Thar deck, these are a couple that I would highly recommend. Cool. Um, I do have one more creature that I wanted to talk about. This one puts in work. Runic Armasaur. Runic Armasaur for one a green a green. So three mana. Mm -hmm. A creature dinosaur. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of a creature or a land that isn't a mana ability, you may draw a card. It's a 2-5. Yeah. I had a joke in the script originally that that card drew you more cards than the Simic player at the table. But it wasn't a joke, so I just didn't say it. (laughs) Yeah. It was actual real life. Um, Yeah. Any, like... You know, we have a lot of utility lands these days. We have man lands that are going mm-hmm. like any like there are creatures that tap to draw cards. There are cre- like it. It's incredible to me like how relevant this is and how many cards you can actually draw off. And of this. I've, I've never seen it before. Yeah, I only found it because I was building this deck, building a gruel creature yeah. deck. Yeah, yeah. M nineteen, I think. Yep, is one of it was a course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to talk about questionable cards. So, what questions stood out to you? In- None. This deck. Oh, perfect. All right, <laughs> yeah, on to the next deck. segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just a couple ones, and I try to stick with the theme on this one. Land matter question cards. Oh, interesting. So, um, I did see this one in here, and I didn't end up playing it really. Um, so I definitely probably wasn't using it to its full potential because you don't put cards in decks if they don't have a reason to be in there. Life from Loam. 
One in a green, sorcery, return up to three target land cards from your graveyard to your hand. Dredge three. If you would draw a card, you may mill three cards instead if you do return this card from your graveyard to your hand. Reading that reminder text out loud right now, I am realizing why I should have been playing that card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's, yeah, Life from the Loam is a, is a classic way to just, you know, get cards into your graveyard. And some of those cards might be land cards. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, it's also a way to get them back. And then when you cast it, it goes into your graveyard, which lets you dredge three. So it's a little bit of um, a loop. That's so it's, it's good that you brought it up because I think it's, um, it did get, priced out a little bit but it might have had a reprint recently so yeah i'm not sure when um, i was looking at when i was looking at the cards um you know as we were preparing for this episode i saw it was like 15 bucks it's so, still yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's up there yeah it's still, so that's why i was like okay i definitely gotta ask you yeah. about it because well, what, what am i not seeing here because yeah. i was thinking like okay i wasn't really like putting land cards into the, right. the you know the the graveyard so why what am I doing? But it's the yeah. dredge. I didn't. I didn't put two and two together during the game. That, sure. Like it, it fuels. It fuels itself, itself, right? Yeah. And then I mean, you do have like Stitcher Supplier and Undead Butler and like some other like mm -hmm. self milling effects. You've got um, Altar of Dementia in there as well. So there's a lot of ways true, to just get. True all your cards in the graveyard, right? <laughs> so um, some of them might be lands. Um, yeah. But it's really that dredge. I mean, I think you could probably do like a dredge sub-theme, you know, because mm -hmm. there, are, there are a number of dredge cards that are you know, pretty good. There's like um, Stinkweed Imp is a classic one that <laughs> is... Um, You'll see the image up here, but it basically <laughs> is like a really good blocker that kills anything it blocks, and then it also dredges, I think probably five or so oh fun because it's like probably like a one month death toucher or yeah it's like okay. a tiny little flying creature but yeah it gets the dredge on so get your dredge on you heard it here first folks check out our merch <laughs> we don't have merch um uh, making good on my promise to ask you about land matters cards uh dryad arbor color indicator green so it has a green color identity it's a land creature forest dryad it isn't a spell it's affected by summoning sickness and it has tapped to add green it's a one one mm -hmm. this is like this is a cool card and i'm pretty sure that i also included it in the deck list oh, that i built for you but yeah. you know i just put it in there because i wasn't going for a basic land you know deck uh -huh. i was going for like a, a bunch of you know non-basics right. for the mana base but um what am I missing about this card? Why do you put it in there? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm glad that you brought up Dryad Arbor because there's a couple of things that it does. I mean, first of all, it's a creature. Sure. It's a, it's a creature and a land, right? <laughs> so it's a creature and a creature deck. We like that. Yep. Um, but it also, and I'm realizing now that I think I actually forgot to include Green Sun Zenith. <laughs> I put in Finale of Devastation, which I guess yeah. works. It's a little bit worse for this. But with, um, with Green Sun Zenith, you pay... One green mana, X equals zero, and you get your Dryad Arbor, and then you shuffle Green Sun Zenith back into the library, <laughs> and then you have your creature land on the battlefield that can tap for mana next turn. So it's a ramp spell in that case, <laughs> okay. too. Um, so it's like, there's some fun yeah. you know, things you can do with it, but mostly it was just like, um, it, well, it was mostly for that combo, and also just having a creature, you know, yeah. that you could... Play for free, because right. it doesn't have a mana value. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't end up playing it, but yeah. it's a cool card. Cool card, yeah. <laughs> but that wraps up my questionable cards, Thanks. Chris. What do you got for me? Well, I got a couple. Um, you know, mostly just here to call you out, per <laughs> usual. The combo player. <laughs> We've come full 180. <laughs> um, you somehow managed to fit in quite a bit of stacks in a <laughs> okay. uh, gruel deck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Only how, six. How did you do it? Was one of them root maze? Oh, okay. For green, for an enchantment. 
Artifacts and lands enter the battlefield tapped. <laughs> nice. That's it. <laughs> what if I told you that I'd been putting that in every single green deck list that I've built for you until you called me out for it? Oh, perfect. Yeah, this was the episode. Because I have. Oh, good. <laughs> nice. It's a one drop. Yep. It makes everybody angry. Yep. They have to use their removal on it because it slows the game redown. Yeah. And also, I did put in synergies where... You had, uh, I think it was Amulet of Vigor. I did see that. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. Cool just trying to break parity. Anytime I do stacks, I am, you know, making a calculated decision to include it, knowing that I will probably have ways to play around it. Right. So that my opponents don't. Right, because it is important to know with Root Maze, artifacts and lands enter the battlefield tap. That's all <clears throat> artifacts and lands. So yeah. with Amulet of Vigor, anything that comes in tapped comes in untapped, or you untap it yeah. when it comes in, right? I, yeah, and I think that there were like six artifacts, so I'm not going to be too right. upset if you know that's out and i don't have the amulet of vigor out yet because it's not really going to bother me and then as for lands you know that as i'm sure you noticed there were plenty of ways to ramp out so what's a tap land gonna slow me down exactly (laughs) this yeah this the fact that this is a green card that you don't need as many artifacts and you have ways to ramp your lands i mean (laughs) root maze is a cool cool uh i'll use the word cool Cool, loosely loosely. here (laughs) uh hard to include in your green decks well i have a way for you to be higher on it just the next time someone brings a treasure deck to your table oh, snap. <laughs> they do enter the battlefield tap yeah that's, they do that's tough yep. yeah see we fix treasure <laughs> <laughs> um all right well here's another brutal card i think you might have mentioned it in the brutal. overview it's brutal dude Jeez. uh kelden firebombers <laughs> is three a red and a red for a creature human soldier when Keldon Firebombers enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices all lands they control except for three. It's a three-three. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a that's on a five-drop. Good yeah. goodness! Wow. Yeah. What What are we doing? Uh, you know, sometimes you want to win, and sometimes you want to win and make sure that no one plays with you. Yeah. <laughs> when your opponents can't win, that's winning. Yeah. No. In all seriousness, I yeah. think. It was just like another insurance plan. Like I, I do like to throw in at least one card that people like aren't expecting if they're trying to intuit the theme of a deck. Sure. So and again, when I included it, I knew very well that I had many ways yes. in the deck list to recur lands from the graveyard. Yeah, and sometimes more than one at a time. Yeah. yeah. No, I noticed that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a solid strategy if you've got one of each of those cards. Sacrifice all of your lands. To, yeah. Well, first you tap them all. You flip the mana. Then you sacrifice. Then then you sacrifice them so really what you're saying is you just wanted to run my good name through the dirt (laughs) (laughs) that's all i'm here for cool that's what this whole segment is dedicated to for me how many episodes (laughs) this? (laughs) help (laughs) all right well those are the questions and i was wondering if you were able to find any cards that you might suggest in a carador deck I can't say no because I already did that. Yeah. So I'll just jump straight into the suggestions. Oh, yeah. You wrote, you wrote an outline before the episode <laughs> yeah. here. So we're able to do this. Yeah. Honestly, dude, I can't believe that you didn't throw this in there. This probably was an intentional choice just because I know that this is another deck you have. But mm-hmm. Marin of Clan Neltoth. I mean, <laughs> sure. two black, green, legendary creature, human shaman. Whenever another creature you control dies, you get an experience counter. At the beginning of your end step, choose target creature card in your graveyard. If that card's mana value is less than or equal to the number of experience counters you have, return it to the battlefield. Otherwise, put it into your hand. Marin is a 3-4. Secret commander. Secret commander. I know the only reason you didn't put it in here was because of uh, Unmarked Grave. Can't oh. you know you can't tutor it, so what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? You can't even get Marin, yeah. But if you are running Fauna Shaman, like what an engine. Snap. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. 
keep on looping wow that's yeah. cool yeah, yeah. It, it, among other things like yeah. any any number of uh loops or just carador like sure. makes this i think a slam dunk yeah absolutely because now you're getting two creatures out of the graveyard every turn whether it's to your hand or to the battlefield yeah mm -hmm. yeah marin's definitely a solid include that should probably go in in, uh, in a carador deck i think it's uh yeah definitely got that synergy was it an intentional choice not to include it i it's it, okay if it wasn't but. i think you know there were just like so many cards that i wanted to include but marin marin definitely should have been it wasn't it wasn't a conscious decision not to include marin gotcha but, um I just didn't get that far down the list, I guess. Cool. Um, but it should be at the top of the list, I think, is, the, is uh, what, okay. I'm, what I'm reading here. I appreciate it. It gives me something to talk about yeah, in this segment. More um, interesting. Yeah. Much like redundant printings, uh, Timeless Witness. Going back oh, to sure. Modern Horizons 2, we know how much you all love Eternal Witness, so what if we made another functional reprint of it for one more mana that also had Eternal Eyes? Sweet. Yeah, no, Timeless Witness. I'm just describing the card before I read it to you, so that's weird. <laughs> Timeless Witness is two green, green creature, human shaman. When Timeless Witness enters the battlefield, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. It also has Eternalize, which is pay five green, green, exile this card from your graveyard, create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 4 4 black zombie, human shaman with no mana cost. Eternalize only as a sorcery. Timeless Witness is a 2 1. Mm, yeah, more more than one Eternal Witness in the deck seems, seems really good. Yeah. Yeah. And you might not actually use the Eternalize. I think mm -hmm. that is, it's seven mana to Eternalize it, right? Yeah. But I, you I don't probably even don't care have to. It. Yeah. It's just in, in another, this deck. Right, exactly. Yeah. In Carador, um, you care a, you care a don't uh, that it has uh, Eternalize. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like that redundancy, having another <laughs> copy of, because uh, I'd pay four mana for Eternal Witness. I'm, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously three mana is better, but. Yeah, I mean, especially if it means that you can cut maybe like a regrowth for another body right. in a Creatures Matter deck. That's That would make sense in, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you weren't running regrowth, but you know, if you were, that would make sense yeah. to cut it. And now you wouldn't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. See? <laughs> it's all coming together. Um, Probably take out one of the 18 removal spells. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Why were there so many removal Pure spells? control. I don't know. <laughs> um, moving along, uh, more fun creatures for your creature deck. Sadisi, Undead Vizier. Three black black for a legendary creature, Zombie Naga, with Death Touch and Exploit. When this creature enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice a creature. When Sadisi, Undead Vizier, exploits a creature, you may search your library for a card and put it into your hand yeah. and shuffle. It's a 4-6. Yeah. So kind of uh, another uh, tutor effect in yeah. the same way that Shama Fawnen. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that one. That one, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a flavorful way to tutor cards. But yeah. also, um, I got to shout out our friend Bobby in our play group because he included this in his uh, zombie deck that he recently Ooh, built. And nice. just the fact that he um, uh, he would place a DC and then you can exploit it. It can you, exploit itself. Yeah, yeah it yeah, can yeah, exploit exactly. itself. Yeah. And then that way you don't necessarily need to kill another creature right. on the board if you don't want to. Right. Um, you can do it without another creature on the board. Exactly. Yeah. It gets to the graveyard where you want it anyway. Yeah. And it would make sense in this deck, much like it made sense in his deck, because his deck was all about playing zombies from the graveyard. Nice. I think it was a Jason Gralf. Gralf. Oh, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Which is the one that lets you to reanimate. In this case, you're just recasting it and wow. tutoring again. So, um, maybe, yeah, maybe if cool. you're trying to keep it from being, like, too high power level, you don't include this sure. one. Just because more, more, more tutors, more consistency. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a fun one. Yeah. I like it. And it's a Naga. You don't see a lot of those. Yeah. And it's a zombie Naga. Um not searchable by unmarked grave no i know <laughs> just kidding i've got something out for that card man 
Um, but what is searchable with unmarked grave? And actually, you perfectly set up the combo uh, with that because this is not a legendary creature. Uh, wouldn't be a recommendation section without a white creature. So we're going to go glory, which is three white, white for creature incarnation with flying. It has pay two and a white, choose a color. Creatures you control gain protection from the chosen color mm. until end of turn. Activate only if glory is in your graveyard. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's a 3-3. Three, three. Nice. Yeah, that's part of that cycle with mm-hmm. um, yeah all the creatures that want to be in your graveyard, right? It's yeah. an old one. Yeah. yeah, a really old one. But um, I figure it, if you were running any yeah. kind of like protection spells, that's mm-hmm. just another way to have that effect on a body. And protection, that also is if you have enough wide enough board. Exactly. Just but, get through all the blockers. That's what I was thinking. It's not really an attack deck, but that, mm-hmm. that's a way for you to get the, that extra protection to get in and yeah. kill somebody's plane walk, planeswalker or the player themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And then if you die to that, you can just sing glory, glory, glory. What a heavenly way to die. That's like a popular song. Yeah, I mean, I you could. Yeah, okay. I was hoping you would <laughs> sing along, oh. but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just enjoying the show. All right, Chris, what's the next segment? <laughs> <laughs> I got some suggestions for you. Um, so we're going gruel and we want to talk about, uh, mostly creatures that go in this deck. Oh, wow. They're all creatures actually. <laughs> I, I see did, what we did there. Did my homework. Oh my gosh. So, you know, the thing about Rorik Thar is your opponents are taking six damage quite a bit. Mm-hmm. What if you had a card? Oh, and I actually do want to preface. I only picked suggested cards after uh, Rorik Thar was printed. They're mostly like newer cards. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So that, you know, with Double Masters and the reintroduction, if you will, of these um, commanders, I wanted to pick some like, you know, newer cards that maybe people haven't played in their Rorik Thar deck in the past. So uh, first one I got here for those uh, opponents who are taking six damage every time they cast a non-creature is Dragonborn Champion. Two, a red and a green for a creature, Dragon Warrior with Trample. Whenever a source you control deals five or more damage to a player, draw a card it's a 5-3 <laughs> the only downside to this is your opponents are probably pretty close to dead by the, and you're going to stop drawing cards eventually yeah but you know unless you're artificially like pumping their life totals like oh, you yeah. get you give them the life oh, that's right. the witch's clinic and <laughs> then you just keep the draw engine yeah. alive they're still taking five or more damage at, at that point they're just like end it please yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty parasitic play isn't yeah, it right know. like just living off of your opponent's like, well, you don't need to make it sound weird. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's what I'm here for, man. Thanks, dude. You're here to make it weird. All right. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head on over to Amonkhet and visit our vizier of the menagerie. For three and a green for a creature, Naga Cleric. This is getting weird, dude. You may look at the top <laughs> card of your library anytime. You may cast creature spells from the top of your library. You may spend mana as though it were any mana uh, man of any type to cast creature spells of 3-4. Really cool. Yeah, perfect fixing. You had a couple of other top deck cards in here, so I thought this one kind of fit with that theme. And, uh, it, it gets you the creatures and not just lands. Yeah. I love that. Yep, so you can have one of each out and just okay. just storm off. Is this now a gruel storm? Gruel storm. Gruel creature storm. <laughs> gruel stompy storm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Naga, too. That that was not, not a nice And we one. both did creature-only suggestions. Oh, snap. See? Yeah, this is weird. Right. And at a certain point, people are going to call us out for yeah. like prescripting this. Yeah, but, but we didn't because 
just got to believe me. <laughs> I was like, where's he going? I wouldn't lie about anything <laughs> yeah. like that. No, no. All right. Let's check out Modern Horizons 2. Oh, okay. Wait a second. <laughs> goblin, a narcomancer, a red and a green for a creature, gro- goblin, shaman. Each spell you cast that's red or green casts one less to ca- uh, cast. So just a ramp spell. Rorkthar's six mana. Now he's five. Mm-hmm. Every other creature in the deck is, um, yeah, one less to cast. Just a ramp spell. I just wanted to call this out because this card got a lot of hype. And I honestly haven't seen it that much, but in any no. any Gruel deck, um, this is like the Electromancer, yeah, right for Gruel, yeah, and it's one generic less to, to one cast? generic less, okay, exactly. Gotcha. That's yep. really cool. Yeah, so I don't know. I just thought that this was like a, a good uh, ramp spell. It's on a creature, mm-hmm. um, and the thing that I like about these type of ramp spells mm-hmm. is that they're cumulative, right? Like mm-hmm. you've, you can put mana dorks in, and mana dorks are awesome yeah but they only tap for one mana turn this could potentially net you two or three oh or yeah if you, yeah it's two mana off of rurik thar when yep. you cast him yeah that's really good yeah oh actually it's it's red or green so it only, oh it's okay. there are cards that are like that that reduce by one and then the other but it's only the one reduction if you, what i was saying before you interrupt oh excuse is me, if yeah. i had two of those oh, creatures yeah. then it would be no oh yeah you just gotta clone it <laughs> That's easy. Yeah, no, I would rather uh, clone the giant worm. That <laughs> means the game never ends. Elder scale. <laughs> All right, I got another ramp card for you. Goreclaw, Terror of Calcisma. Mm-hmm. Three and a green for a legendary creature bear. Creature spells you cast with four power or greater cost two less to cast. And whenever Goreclaw attacks, each creature you control with four, four power or greater gets plus one, plus one, and gains trample until the end of turn. It's yeah. a four or three. That was really the uh, the, the idea, was to get Rorikthar through, because that's the one keyword, one of the keywords that he doesn't have. Yeah, is trample. Trample, yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. I, this was actually, I'm glad you mentioned that card, because that was like one of the last cuts that I made oh, from dang. the list. Yeah. Just when I had like decided that I wasn't necessarily planning on you winning with Rorikthar just swinging, sure. I was like, I'll cut the trample, but yeah. it's so valuable. Like anything that just gives anything trample sure. is good. Yeah, trample's great. And turns out a lot of creatures in a gruel stomp deck are gonna be more than four, <laughs> yeah, four power. <laughs> exactly. Um cool. Yeah. I think that oh, and he and he does it to himself too, right? Oh. Each creature you control with four power, he has four power. So mm-hmm. yeah, pretty cool. Five four when he's attacking. Um you know, Rurikthar is really hard to deal with once it's on the battlefield, and so I think most opponents, particularly the blue players, are going to want to try to counter Rurikthar. No. Like that's the best way to, to yeah. you know, deal with him. Um, and so you're, we're going to stop that right in its tracks with Prowling Serpopard. One more time, Prowling <laughs> Serpopard. One a green and a green for a creature cat snake. This spell can't be countered. Creature spells you control can't be countered. It's a four three. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. So it's like it's like the destiny spinner, but just for creatures instead of green creatures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny spinner is really, really good. It does enchantments too, right? Oh true, um, true, true. Um, but yeah, I figured that prowling it's it's also got four power, so it also triggers. Oh, the okay, clock. I see. And there's a method to your suggestions. <laughs> no, I just noticed that actually. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna take credit for that. It wasn't quite that well planned, but um it's also really cool art. It's literally a cat snake. Okay, well now I'm gonna I'm gonna go look it up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna put it up here. Yeah. <laughs> or you're gonna put it up. Yeah, here. I'll do that. Yeah, you can watch. You can look at it after. Cool. I'll yeah. enjoy watching. All right. It. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the suggestions. Um, hopefully, there are a couple of takeaways there that we could add or swap or maybe. I- 
I just have one question before the next segment. Yeah, though. let's do it. For that cat snake, you said? Yeah, cat snake. Can it jump higher than a regal caracal? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if it can jump, but it can definitely like slither up the tree. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, now I'm uncomfortable yeah. again. So, and cool. you got to see the art. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay. <sighs> oh, my. Well, the games were wicked fun this time. <clears throat> powerful, powerful games. Yeah. Let's go around. Yeah, I would hope that, uh, you know, Commander's chosen from uh, like highly priced premium like reprint set yeah. would be high octane especially yeah. if they were considering the draft format or the limited environment in any way sure. when they were building this yeah. but yeah uh i just put in my show notes gruel is so fun, so fun. <laughs> but um gruel doing gruel things this is the gruelest of the gruel commanders in my opinion you think so because i was gonna I ask so. you this isn't the first gruel uh deck that i built for the show right how did it compare in, in power to minx Boo? Oh, good call. That's like that's like the um, Gruel School new commander. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Boo is a, a really incredible, really fun deck. I mean, it's a different strategy. That's what um, I enjoyed. They're they're very, very powerful, different. but different. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the main um, the the reason that I say it's the Gruel's Gruel is because you only want to be casting creature spells and yeah. you know Gruel Stompy. That's that's really what does it for me. It's not that you can't cast creature spells. Is this that you yeah. have to be um, you know clever when you do? Domni Raid would be proud. Yeah, I probably butchered the pronunciation, of that, but you understand. Yeah. Oh yeah, Domri. Okay. Know, we, yeah, Domri. Cool. We go way back. Only non creatures though, right? Only. Oh no, wait. There is um... Nakia. The old way is a Gruel one that. That's right. Prevent, yeah, and actually, that I had kind of considered that they were like brother and sister yeah. is what it feels like because both are like very clearly focused on creature builds. One just doesn't allow you to cast them at all. One does, but penalizes you heavily for it. Yeah. And I really liked that you had options in that because yes. it became a very different play experience. I think between the two of those. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because I've played Nakia as well in Absolutely. your cube. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And um, yeah, you you really don't want to put non-creature spells in that deck because you just can't play them. Yeah, no, yeah. it becomes harder to justify even if you're sequencing, which right. I still felt like it was important. Uh, but I, like watching you play it, you didn't seem to have uh, a problem. I think there was only like how many times did you ping yourself? I think twice, maybe the whole time. But you had lifelink. But I had, yeah, exactly. I was able, <laughs> yeah. So that that strategy worked out really well. And you know, I might not have played those cards, or might not have played them when I did if I didn't have that um, mm -hmm. lifelink ability. Um, but it was definitely worth sinking two mana into witches, or I guess three mana if you're tapping witches clinic. Um, oh sure. Just to like, it's kind of like a tax on yourself, but it allows you to play the fire emancipation and you know whatever spells are gonna like win you the game right which didn't show up during the game sadly no. but the threat of it was uh, ever ever there yep i remember it was um on the top of my deck because i was able mm -hmm. one of the cards i was able to look at the top card of my deck but mm -hmm. it, it ended that that turn when um when our when jay clay um lab manned oh, yeah. that was pretty cool i've always wondered that like opening hand like when we first play these games against each other like what are you deciding to bottom mm -hmm. like i'm imagining the one that blows up all the lands would be one that you would <laughs> bottom deck but <laughs> like which cards don't i i don't know yeah. like i always for me i try to i always prioritize i think i prioritize card advantage sure and ramp mm -hmm. um maybe removal but it depends like if if you know um Am I bottoming cards that I don't necessarily want to play? Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't think so. I, I try to take a look at the curve, like how many of these cards can I play with the lands that are in my hand, or how many how likely is it that I could play these cards? Sure. Um, it didn't seem like you had a, a problem ramping at all. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. With, with the creatures. Yeah, with <laughs> the extra green. lands. Yeah. How many lands? Like, what was the most lands that you paid for turn? <laughs> well, I had burgeoning. That, that oh, that's burgeoning. what burgeoning. Yeah, and I had, like, five lands by, by like, turn two or three, and then I, like, ran out of lands. Well, but... wasn't, like, a turn three Rurikthar? Yeah, it was. <laughs> the, yeah. That's the dream. Yeah, like, the is. earlier you get that commander out, the better. It I is. Feel like. Yep. That, that damage is additive for sure. Yeah, exponential at a certain point. <laughs> it is. No. So, Taylor, what did you think about playing cards from the graveyard? That's not um, something you always do, playing creatures from the graveyard. It, it isn't. Um, but I will say that I was primed um, based off of some other decks that we've played because sure. one of the things that I tutored for was Sir Conrad. Oh, perfect. And just, <laughs> I'm so glad you included him here because there's so yeah. many things that are leaving your graveyard, yes. entering your graveyard. Like... I had joked about wishing you had Pyresis in there because <laughs> I would have made the game yeah. a lot quicker. But um, no, it was really cool. It was really strong. And I think I'm glad that we do this exercise because I don't think personally as a player I would have like been intrigued to build Carador, sure. even though he has the cost reducer, right, of potentially only being a three-mana commander to right. cost. Eight mana value, especially in Commander in 2022. Yeah. Like, that's that's a lot. Like, yeah. there's a risk, especially if you don't keep, like, the perfect land hand True. to start, that, like, you might not even get to cast your Commander yeah. at that point. Obviously, you want to build your deck to, you know, minimize that if all possible. But yeah. um, I, all that to say, I think the way that you built it and how effective it was, especially with how easy, you know, one of the 23 ways to get creatures into the yard to reduce the cost of casting sure. Carador... Um, it's something that I would now feel confident having played. Like, oh, I would want to build that deck nice. in person. Yeah, I'd never built a Carador deck, but it like you, it's weird. Like you said with the Rorik Tower, it kind of built itself. It was yeah, like, yeah. It how do I mill myself? Mm -hmm. How do how do we? What cares about cards hitting the graveyard or leaving the graveyard? Conrad's a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess. This is a pretty fragile commander with the amount of graveyard hate there is these days. That was actually one of my main like questions for you for this part. Like, how does this deck, I guess, play mm. against or anticipate graveyard hate? Yeah, I think it definitely slows down the game plan. Like, it, sure. that, that's like that's like the main rest wick. in peace hoses this exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you can't. Not only can you not cast your commander, even if you could cast your commander, you wouldn't have any thing in your graveyard to cast yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it really like you know <clears throat> gra graveyard hate is definitely going to do a lot um you know so i guess you have to you know it is a green deck so you are able to ramp so maybe you know having more bigger creatures in mm -hmm. the deck would be a way to go too because there was elish norn mm -hmm. there was ashen rider there so there were a couple of those like big drop spells right yeah which i mean you cast those spells and you know you're in a pretty good position you're in a commanding position you yeah know, probably anyway so being able to ramp into those spells is good but i think that it is very you know character is very reliant on the graveyard but overall. i i think part of that is actually just keeping that into consideration when you're building the deck is part of what made it so fun because like instead of having to be like okay i need like my beast within i need like all my removal even though you did end up <laughs> including like 18 removal cards <laughs> i'm not sure how many of those were actually instants and sorceries mm, but maybe half you, and half i think like being able to find gems like cather commander caustic caterpillar reclamation sage druid of purifications a new one that just got yeah, printed like yeah. all of those like 
I, I think make it more resilient than it might seem. Sure, if they're in the graveyard, they, you know, they're gone. But like if you are able to play a high enough density of those, they're right. always going to make an impact when they enter right. the board. And I think that's why removal is so important, yeah. you know, interaction in general, right? Sure. Because if your opponent does play that rest in peace, well, now you have your Cather Commando to take care of it, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, at instant speed. So as much as we could talk about our gameplay experience for the rest of time, which is why we've dedicated ourselves to 200 episodes of the show, at least. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to 200 now. I uh, love it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what I think that's what Was you, that it? Yeah. Perfect. No, no, it was definitely 100. Yeah. Was, scope creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 200 decks, though. 200 decks, at yeah. least. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what the next ones will be. Oh, yeah. super. And I think it's fair to say that it wouldn't be uh, Double Masters if we didn't at least do two episodes of Double Master Spoiled Commanders. Yeah. Which it, the double, set is, double. yeah, the set is fully spoiled at this point. Um, and by the time you're, you're seeing this episode, it will have been out, I, I think, for at least think, a, a week or yeah, two. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you're enjoying these, but... Uh, Chris, what are you building for me next oh, week, buddy? All right. Yeah. Well, I have uh, chosen um, another Jeskai commander, okay. actually. Um, this was one that I actually played in our cube, uh, one of our cube uh, games there. And um, I'm going to just let you know that it's a storm deck oh, featuring no. Elsha oh. of the Infinite. <laughs> no. Legendary creature Jin Monk for two, a blue, a red, and a white with prowess. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one, plus one until the end of turn. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast non-creature spells from the top of your library. If you cast a spell this way, you may cast it as though it had flash. It's a 3-3. Three, three. You know how much I like flash. I've been talking about it all episode. Yeah, absolutely. But like... As fun as a storm deck would be, this is really just going to be monk tribal, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, Jin tribal. Jin, Jin, Jin. Is it a Jin monk? Jin monk. Okay, Jin yep. monk tribal. There was one of those in um, Strixhaven. Yeah. See, Rasad uh, was a monk too. Oh, see, we oh, got three. Yeah. Easy. Yep. And that's all. It's building itself. <laughs> all creatures in a uh, prowess deck, but. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Please don't leave. <laughs> we know what we're talking about sometimes. <laughs> well, um, I wanted to feature a relatively new card that I've been having a lot of fun with out of Streets of New Capenna that I think will be a banger in this deck. It's Ar Arcane Bombardment. Ooh. Arcane Bombardment for four red and a red for an enchantment. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn... Exile an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard. Then copy each card exiled with Arcane Bombardment. You may cast any number of the copies without paying their mana costs. It's a big drop. It's a six drop. But man, once that thing gets going. It's a literal bomb. <laughs> it's literally. <laughs> boom. Boom. Yeah, it's um, especially on each turn. I've never seen this in Commander, this card. Um, yeah. Only on 1v1. Because so. most of the yeah most of the time it would be something like it. You can only get that effect on your turn. I, uh, right, yeah. right. Um, flavorful when you have a flash uh, deck. See? Okay. It's all coming together. I guess, I guess you know what you're talking about. All right. We'll give it a try. All right. And what I'm going to give a try is a Simic deck because Ooh, Simic. I want to. I'm making it a mission to draw more cards with this deck than you did with Runic Armasaur <laughs> in the Gruel deck. Is Runic Armasaur in that deck? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Oh, in this deck. Oh, I mean, he should be. Uh, Gosh, I <laughs> yeah. should put him in there. Yeah. Um, 
Azuri Claw of Progress, <laughs> which is two green and a blue for a legendary creature, Phyrexian, Elf Warrior. I'll hail Phyrexia. Whenever a creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, you get an experience counter. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put X plus one plus one counters on another target creature you control, where X is the number of experience counters you have. Uh, Azuri is a 3-3. Three, three. Nice. It's always counters with me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I hate counter spells. Ah. <laughs> counters, not counter spells. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Rur- uh, the Armasaur has two power. Yeah, it, oh my god, no, I need that. All right, forget whatever my showcase card was going to be. I'm putting in that scaly boy. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I was like, how can I get as many... The reason I wanted to build that commander deck for you is because I was like, how can I get as many experience counters oh, in yeah. one turn as possible all right that's one of the stats we'll track so the sure. easy answer would be uh scoot swarm so we're not gonna do oh, that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh is it to- does it count tokens yes it does oh, gosh. oh my so, gosh bananas we're not gonna do scoot swarm instead we're gonna do avenger of zendikar which is five green green creature elemental when avenger of zendikar enters the battlefield create a zero one green plant creature token for each land you control nice uh landfall whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control you may put a plus one plus one counter on each plant you control avenger of zendikar is a five five um pretty much printed in every green commander precon these days (laughs) so you probably know him well but um I just care about how many zero one green plants that's are going to cool. enter the battlefield while the series in play. Oh, that's so cool! Stack those experience counters. I love that mechanic. Experience is really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I guess we'll know when I experience it.